to the Friday Five. We are making our way through the month of December. Believe it or not, we are over halfway through. With AEP ending last week and just about everything business-wise slowing down, there's not a whole lot going on at the moment. But there are a few things to be mindful of as we're making our way through December. Number one on our list is quite short, but worth mentioning since we've been covering the BBB through all of its stages. This week, we've got another draft of the Build Back Better bill. This time, disproportionate share hospital cut spending was removed from the bill, taking $8 billion off the price tag. That provision would have allocated money to eligible residents in states that have not yet expanded Medicaid. They would have been able to use those subsidies to purchase coverage through the ACA exchanges. So while that's just the latest change to that bill, it is apparently with the parliamentarian to make sure everything included is budget-related. So I suppose that is one step closer. Short but sweet, like I said. Moving on to number two. Also legislation and budget-related, Congress approved the debt limit increase. They've passed legislation to increase the limit by $2.5 trillion, raising the current debt ceiling from $28.9 trillion to $31.4 trillion. And if you're wondering how many times Congress has voted to increase the debt limit, I was curious, too, and found some fun facts on the Department of Treasury website. In the past 61 years, Congress has voted to either permanently raise, temporarily extend, or revise the definition of the debt limit 78 times. According to reports, officials say that the increase should cover current spending through midterm elections in 2022 and into 2023. Now, also included in the legislation to increase the debt limit, several Medicare cuts set to go into effect in January were pushed back yet again. The 2% cut to Medicare payments has been delayed until April of 2022, and it will instead roll out as a 1% cut in April until the month of June. The 4% cuts to Medicare reimbursement under PAYGO, or the pay-as-you-go law, were pushed back to 2023. And then the physician fee schedule 3.75% cut that was set for physicians was trimmed back to 0.75%. All told, that is about 10% in cuts. And of course, for more details on this and the other legislation we've mentioned here today, be sure to visit our episode notes for the links. Number three, the Fed wrapped up their December meeting on Wednesday this week. That came on the heels of the November Consumer Price Index released last Friday. Inflation rose 6.8% year-over-year from November 2020 to November 2021. According to reports, Removing food and energy costs puts the CPI more in line with expectations, as higher prices for food, housing, and energy are driving the majority of the increase. 
It's the fastest pace of inflation since 1982, and as someone who was alive then but very young, the early 80s were not a great time for inflation. So all eyes were on Fed Chair Jerome Powell and his cohorts as they headed into their monthly policy-setting meeting on Tuesday this week. After that meeting wrapped up on Wednesday, Fed Chair Powell announced that they would be accelerating the bond tapering process from what they announced last month. Straight from the Fed's press release, quote, In light of inflation developments and the further improvement in the labor market, the committee decided to reduce the monthly pace of its net asset purchases by $20 billion for Treasury securities and $10 billion for agency mortgage-backed securities. Beginning in January, the committee will increase its holdings of Treasury securities by at least $40 billion per month and of agency mortgage-backed securities by at least $20 billion per month, end quote. The increase in bond purchase tapering means that March of 2022 will mark the end of the pandemic-related bond purchasing program. Now, of course, With the news that we're speeding up the timeline on bond tapering, also came news that there would likely be three interest rate increases next year to offset inflation. The interest rate hikes are set to increase for the first time in late winter, early spring, with two more increases in 2022, two increases in 2023, and two in 2024. And of course, That is the policy as of right now. Like we've been seeing, these numbers could be adjusted as new economic reports roll in for December and the Fed reconvenes in January. Number four, let's stick with that topic of inflation a little bit longer here. On Monday this week, Alliance published the results of their annual New Year's resolutions study. One of the things they ask respondents about in this survey is how people feel about their upcoming retirement. What do those responding to the survey have to say about their perceived risks about retirement? In 2020, 13% were worried about increased healthcare costs, 12% worried about job security, 10% worried about outliving their money, and just 8% were concerned about rising inflation. The 2021 responses painted a much different picture of retirement concerns. 7% of respondents were concerned about job security, coming in at 8%, both increased healthcare costs and outliving their money. A staggering 25% of respondents said they were concerned about rising inflation and the effect it would have on their retirement. We will be linking to the results of that study and a write-up on it in ThinkAdvisor, so you can dig into some of those responses a little bit more. But that is a sharp uptick in concern over inflation surrounding retirement. For an industry that deals with individuals going through that very life event, it's important for inflation to be on your radar and for you to be informed on what's going on so that you can be a source of reliable information for your clients. 
Now, I'm not saying to act as a financial advisor when you're not. We want to leave that to the experts. But being able to answer questions accurately or direct your client to someone who can is going to be crucial. Retirement is all about fixed income, and inflation can really throw budgets and planning for a loop. And that creates a lot of anxiety. I speak from personal experience there. So again, check out the links in our episode notes to learn more about that new study just published this week. Number five, this is one to file under. Good to know for yourself, great to share with your clients. Beginning in January 2022, insurance companies must reimburse the cost of at-home COVID test kits. So beginning next year, make sure you know the rules related to this benefit because it's likely that your clients are going to ask how the process works under their plan. We have been fortunate in my house that we've only had to go through one round of official testing along with a round of at-home testing. But I am sure these tests will become more frequent in the coming months as the winter season wears on. For this week's bonus, I am absolutely delighted to report that Instagram is bringing back the chronological feed and that we don't have to pay for it, at least yet. But seriously, if you have followed along with me here on the podcast for a while, You've heard me mention this quite a bit. It is a big deal for those of us who like Instagram for its place as more of a static feed than the chaos of video. Now, of course, Instagram isn't reverting back to the chronological feed entirely. It's going to be an option, or should I say two options, available to users. The first of which, a favorites feed function, say that three times fast, where users would pick their favorite users to be included in a custom feed. After that, a full chronological feed would come, and then you would still have the current algorithmic feed available as well. Now, this is obviously going to take some curation on the part of Instagram users, but it has been something we have been asking Instagram for, and it's nice to see that they're listening. Maybe this is the beginning of them trying to embrace what Instagram actually is and what users like about it, rather than trying to be something that it's not, like TikTok or Snapchat. We shall see, and that is all that I have for you this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. 